the genocide against our brothers and sisters in Palestine has been going on for like 75 plus years but this recent thing that people are more and more people are waking up to recognize as genocide has been happening for more than what 110 days and four months or something so many people might be asking what is the wisdom behind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delaying the victory and we were talking about this earlier and there's many many important lessons for us to kind of reflect on in terms of why why does Allah not just give victory immediately but and this is the sunnah of Allah throughout the ages you know um, there's always been people who are oppressors there's always been people who are oppressed and there are always people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to do something about it so can you can you start to let's start to unravel this question why does Allah delay victory okay all right very good jazakumullah khairan bismillahirrahmanirrahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd uh, let me start off uh, uh, by uh, mentioning a verse of the Quran in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says أَمْ حَسِبْتُمْ أَن تَدْخُلُوا الْجَنَّةَ وَلَمَّا يَأْتِكُمْ مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ خَلَوْا مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ مَسَّتْهُمُ الْبَأْسَاءُ وَالضَّرَّاءُ وَزُلْزِلُوا حَتَّى يَقُولَ الرَّسُولُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ مَتَى نَصْرُ اللَّهِ أَلَا إِنَّ نَصْرَ اللَّهِ قَرِيبٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says uh, in Surah Al-Baqarah Do you think that you will enter Jannah while such trial has not yet come to you as it came to those who, who came before you? They were touched by poverty and hardship, and they were shaken until even the messengers and those who believed with him said, When is the help of Allah? And verily, the help of Allah is near. Now, what we have seen and what we continue to see, the mass displacement and the killing and the destruction of our brothers mm -hmm. and sisters in Gaza, and on top of that, the silence and the inactivity of the whole world uh, in preventing such a calamity and genocide. Uh, even the biggest sponsors and the biggest supporters of uh, Zionism, they not only refuse to stop this mass slaughter, but rather they supply these uh, tyrants and these oppressors mm. with weapons and money without any restrictions or accountability or any conditions, which makes them actually complicit in the killing and the genocide of tens of thousands mm. of innocent people. Uh, and, and on top and, of that... I mean, the ruling classes of uh, these countries, at least, in terms of like the general masses, alhamdulillah, they're slowly waking yeah. up yeah. to support yeah. the Palestinians. Yeah, very good, yes. Uh, so not only that, on, on top of that, you have some Muslims begging the question of why the help of Allah is not coming. Especially if we as Muslims, we are upon the truth. And this in a way suggests or gives a glimpse or it tells us that they may be doubting their own belief system. They may be uh, doubting Islam itself. But others who are not in doubt with regards to their conviction they ask uh, a less troublesome question and that is why is the help of allah being delayed what is the reason behind that hmm. and to that i would like to say that the victory of allah is part of his sunnah especially when it comes to helping those who are oppressed however this victory and this help of Allah, it comes down 
not according to your timeline, but it comes down according to the timeline of Allah. This mm. victory of Allah comes down when certain conditions are met and applied. And the delay of the victory of Allah, it has reasons, it has wisdom that only Allah knows when it comes to its application for a specific situation. However, in general, we can extract some of those wisdoms from the Quran and mm. from the Sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam. So for example, um, one of the wisdom that we can say uh, delays the victory of Allah is the lack of preparation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in the Quran, now the principle of war it dictates that there must be adequate resources adequate power for a group for any group to be victorious in a battle in a war now neglecting to take the necessary means of resources mm -hmm. the necessary means of power it may lead to defeat or at least delay in victory. Now, I'm not saying that resources and power and strength are the only means for victory because there are so many other, uh, other uh, reasons such as tactics, such as planning, strategizing, even tawakkul uh, upon Allah, dua, for example, from a spiritual uh, perspective. So, Power and resources and strength are not the only reasons for the victory of Allah to come. But mm. it is one of those reasons. So when we neglect this crucial part, then it may, delete, uh, it may delay uh, the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we have our brothers and sisters, the people of Gaza. They have actually prepared themselves as Allah has commanded them according to the best of their ability because Allah, He says in the Quran, according mm. to the best of your ability. But the question actually is, Dr. Salman, is where are their Muslim brothers? Where are they? Our brothers and sisters are being seen throughout the world. They are not fighting just one army or on one front, but they are fighting multiple armies and multiple fronts. So what can we do to help our brothers and sisters, our innocent uh, women and children, our mm. sisters who are there? How can we help them? And I suppose that what, um making preparations and being prepared um is is something that everyone has to do in their own kind of um yeah. remit, right because very good so for example Muslim. us muslims living here in the west mm -hmm. right we could go ahead and take on to social media we could go ahead and put political pressure we mm -hmm. couldn't go ahead and uh, put Muslims in influential positions, we can actually go ahead and protest 
and mm. be out there so we can help our uh, brothers and sisters amplify their voices, uh, amplify the voices that are calling for a halt, uh, for a ceasefire. Unfortunately, this word is even very difficult for some of these politicians to even utter. And that mm. is just a very simple word. And the, and this simple word is ceasefire. But we need to go ahead and amplify those voices, put pressure on these individuals, people uh, in, in power, so we could go ahead and pressure them uh, in order to bring about that ceasefire. So you, you use the word condition uh, before conditions so the, some of these wisdoms that you're talking about they can also be seen as conditions for you know like you have conditions for the validity of salah you know like yeah. uh or the conditions for you know required for just anything you know being satiated you have to take the means there are conditions just logically right uh, so it's like one of those natural laws or one of the laws of nature that you have to make preparations you have to be prepared um, and you have to have resources, you have to have strategy in order to actually gain victory, whatever that victory looks like. And if it's a political victory, if it's a military victory, if it's a financial victory or whatever, uh, or a narrative victory, right? And we have to, one thing that, you know, that, that reminded me when you said that was, do you remember the film Back to the Future? <laughs> yes, back in, back in the, the day, in the 80s, yeah, yes. in the 80s or something. Yeah. So um, there's, there's a scene in that, where the main character is standing on the roof and the baddies, the villains coming towards him and he just jumps off. I don't know if you remember this and, um, you know, I'll we'll say spoiler alert, but I don't know if anyone exists who haven't seen it. If <laughs> you haven't seen it already, it's been like 40 years. Uh, the, the, the main character's friend, the doc, he comes in his flying car and he saves him. Yeah. That example is used as, that's used as an example of something called Deus Ex Machina, something like that, which basically means an act of God in a storyline. Yeah, um, it's and it's kind of kind of often criticised in in literature and, and and storytelling and and film studies, or whatever, because it's like lazy storytelling. You can't find a way to write, you know, your character out of a spot of trouble. So you just have kind of act of God is a miracle and it saves him. It's almost as though many Muslims sometimes we 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 act as though or we make a, a strategy in which we're hoping for some kind of miraculous act of God to happen whilst not realizing that we actually have to make a strategy yeah that um, can conceivably lead us from a point a to point B and the 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 role of tawakkul here, is to actually have tawakkul in Allah that if we take the means, He is the musabib of al-asbab. He is the one who makes the cause go to its effect. Not that we just sit here, you know, only making du'a, not making other strategies. We actually try to make a map out a strategy that will actually conceivably get us from A to B and not requiring some kind of miracle. I always say to people, if your strategy requires an act of God, that's not a strategy. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a strategy. If your yeah. strategy requires we're going to do this, and then we're going to keep doing it until magically or miraculously Allah is going to give us victory yeah. or success in that matter, that's not a strategy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, that's just Deus Ex Machina. It's kind of like lazy storytelling. Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, you, would you agree? Good. Yeah, very good. I would agree. That, that and that's why I said that uh, using uh, strength uh, or uh, resources and power is not the only reason, mm. right? Uh, just, and we could say the same thing about tawakkul uh, as well. That that would not be the only way for a person, for a Muslim, to gain uh, a victory, but it is a factor, a significant uh, factor in the uh, in the uh, mm. victory uh, that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has promised every single oppressor, right? And the du'a of the uh, or every single uh, single oppressed, and the du'a of the oppressed is one of those du'as that Allah mm. subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept. And actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in that hadith, that he says, I will surely come to their help even if it is after some time. Even if mm. it is after some time. And this is why I said that the help of Allah is going to come according to his timeline. Especially when certain conditions are met. And this also brings me to another reason why victory may be delayed. And I'm going to try to tie it to this concept of tawakkul. Because tawakkul is part of tarbiyah. So victory may be delayed in order to produce men Mm. who will stand up for the truth and defend it. Now, batil, falsehood, it may become rampant and it may spread like wildfire. But there will be men who will have gone through the fitna and through the test of times who will be better equipped mm. both in terms of power and, uh, and strength as well as tawakkul upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as well as their iman and their belief upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these men, these will be, who have gone through the test of times and the fitna, they will be better equipped to face and counter the challenges posed by these tyrants, and they will be able to stand up for the truth without fear of anyone. Now we have seen this in the history of Islam. That's now, just a well-known thing. They say uh, tough times make strong men. Yes. And then, uh, and then it continues. <laughs> it's a cycle. It's, yeah, it's a cycle, cycle right? Yeah. 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 Tough times yeah. make strong men. Strong make main, Strong men make uh, easy times. Easy times make weak, when, weak men. Weak, weak one men. or lazy one? Weak, uh, I had weak men. Okay. Weak men make um, tough times. And then the cycle continues. Tough times yeah. make yeah. tough men. Oh, yeah. strong men no. now we have seen this uh, this uh, uh, you know this tarbiya uh, where or this cycle where it where where mm. tough times have produced men who will eventually tackle uh, some of uh, you know the challenges that comes uh, during uh, their time now when some of the tribes they decided to leave Islam uh, and refused to pay zakat who stood up to that tough time? This never happened in the time of the Prophet. Mm. Right? It never happened. 
but it was the tarbiyah of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam supervised for over mm. 23 years, which made him the right person to face the challenges just in the first few weeks of his khilafah. What he went through, just imagine all of the hardship that he went through alongside with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the constant tarbiyah that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was providing him with it made Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu to be prepared and ready in order for him to face these challenges he even famously said the revelation has ceased and the religion has been completed would then the religion be diminished when I'm alive is the religion going to be diminished mm. while I am alive? Right? So you have Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu who was being prepared for the past 23 years in order for him to be, and he was the best suited person for that time, for that particular mm. challenge. When and also, Umar you know, radiallahu anhu mm. was actually initially opposed to his strategy right? mm. we also have imam ahmad growing up in a time when new innovations were being introduced in the religion now he was prepared for the ultimate test when it did come to him yeah and that test you know challenging the divinity of the quran and and he actually stood up for it when many others either mm. buckled under pressure or they were killed or they even fled because they were not prepared for that particular for that particular test now even mm. in our recent times right in our recent memory someone might say well these were you know our pious predecessors and of course and the times were different and and so on let's not go so far let's talk I mean, about is it it's all even before and like it's an ancient thing that it requires time from people to to build the next generation like Musa alayhi salam when he was when he took Banu Israel uh, away out of the bondage from Fir'aun Allah decreed that they wander around the desert for 40 years one of the wisdoms of that is that the 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 people that had that slave mentality they they died out and the people who went on to uh, um, take Al-Quds were those Muslims that were born into freedom you know they then and they were they were being built by Musa mm -hmm. by Harun by Yusha ibn Nun the different uh, prophets of Banu Israel so yeah. then they came up to an, uh, an, an uh, kind of a level where they were they were able to get victory yeah yeah. But you, you're going to say a recent example. Yeah. I think I know which well, one you're going to say anyway, being a, yeah. mashallah, from Afghanistan. <laughs> mm. You know, defeating two superpowers yeah. uh, over what, 40 years or something. Yeah, I mean, just you know? like uh, what in the past uh, 45 years, uh, mm. 47 years, just in our recent memory, right? We have mm. the, uh, the Afghan people defending their country and their religion against two major superpowers. Yeah. And each genera uh, generation, they were being brought up and prepared in a unique way to tackle and face those challenges. Mm. Right. So 
today we also have the heroes of Palestine and Gaza who were produced, who were created after decades of facing turmoil and oppression. And, you know, some statistics, they said, you know, just in the past 15, 20 years, 25 years, right? We have these heroes that were created after such a long period of turmoil and oppression mm. and are fighting for their religion and freedom and dignity. They rather do that instead of live a life of humiliation and degradation. The challenges mm. that they faced, the misfortunes that they are facing, the oppression that they continue to face, that they have been facing, mm. what did mm. it do to them? It actually made them men. It aroused their spirit. It gave them that that high aspiration that sometimes, which is, which is, you know, the concept of being able to practice your religion, uh, living uh, as a free individual with honor and dignity, which we all take it for, which we all take for granted. It's, right. it, it, you can actually see that part of it is also the the stupidity on the a part of the tyrant of the oppressors because if they had given them more rights to live as a subjugated but a little bit more comfort then maybe they would have remained and not had this zeal to get full kind of freedom and, and, and liberation maybe like places in other parts of the world or even other parts of Philistine where some people are given a bit of bit more kind of a, a, a bigger cage basically a few more rights they're fed a bit more but gaza in particular you know they even the kind of the level of siege and blockade they've had you know where you're even counting the number of calories that you're allowing in yes, what man. norman finkelstein says starvation plus just above starvation people yeah. are given you know enough calories that are letting in for just to keep them alive you know because of the 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 excess oppression and the tyranny of the Israeli occupation, they've made it so that they've just made a ticking time bomb for them to actually, you know, r rise up and, and, and demand their liberation. Yeah, and so, and if they if they had been a bit more intelligent, and you know, uh, in terms of their oppression, they could have, you know, uh, lengthened the status quo even longer by giving them more rights, giving them a few scraps here and there. But because, mm -hmm. you know, because of the, the their greed and their genocidal kind of ideology that they're just kind of irrational uh, they, it's led to a led to a kind of catapult back in their own in, the, in their own direction yeah subhanallah you know you mentioned uh, uh, something uh, let me just add to that you, uh, have you heard of uh, the philosopher by the name of Rousseau yeah so in his second discourse uh, he said that men would be monsters if it were not for the natural feeling of pity this natural feeling that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in all of the humans mm -hmm. even someone like him he was a philosopher an atheist yet he recognized and said that men would be monsters if it were not for that natural feeling of pity why? Because it is pity that humanizes people. 
and he, he and and he continues to say that the more educated you become the more you develop the rational faculty which enables you to find excuses why not to do anything when others are suffering mm, and this is opposed to what we are saying the or or not what we are saying but what you know a lot of people are thinking that if you are highly educated then you would be able to prevent you know such oppression but in but in contrast what he is arguing that the more educated you become actually he says that pity is found more in these so-called savages he calls them savages mm. than it is found in civil society right? i mean this is one so of the said, philosophers that basically gave the philosophical and, and moral um cover for violent uh, european colon colonization and imperialism yes. so Correct. obviously yeah. he's he's you know he, he's writing in that uh, for that purpose in that context yeah uh, he also says that if a person is being murdered outside a philosopher's window <laughs> right so there's someone who's being killed outside the philosopher and he's looking outside what is the reaction that that philosopher is going to have so he says that the philosopher he's going to put his his hands to his ears and he says to himself perish if you will i am safe hmm. that's what education does to you it enables you to suppress and rationalize your natural sense of pity and why you should not act on it or oh, one and, one civilizations in type of education yeah. Mm. yeah and he also says that whenever there's a conflict in the street the prudent the educated man he's going to walk away I don't get involved. It's none of your business. Whatever ration, rationale he's going to use in order for him not to get involved. Mm. And he says it's always the market woman who intervenes to break it up. Why? Because she is reacting to her pity that she has naturally within her. And that is the whole world right now, except a few people. The whole mm. world is actually reacting with pity, with this sense of how can we go ahead and help the people of Gaza and the people of Palestine. But not only them, anyone who is oppressed, because that's what not only our humanness teaches us, or forces us to do but it's actually our religion which which exponentially drives us to that type of mm. not only pity but also being involved and this brings me to the third wisdom okay so the first two wisdoms the first two reasons for allah withholding victory or delaying victory yeah. was number one to make people prepare because of a lack of preparation uh, okay yeah and number two it was uh tarbiyah to produce men and then and women in the next generation yeah. that will actually uh, stand up and 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 uh, go for the victory and, and, yeah. and, and succeed 
Yeah, very good. And so summarize. the third one, we could say that it is to expose the evil of these tyrants and these oppressors, right? So victory, it may be delayed because these tyrants, what are they doing? They are actually cloaking themselves in garments of righteousness. Mm. And because of this cloak or garment of righteousness, they have many supporters. But these supporters, they're just blind followers. Wait, they they are... هم... When I said to them, when I said to them, don't cause corruption on earth, they say we're 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 the reformers. We're 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 yeah, doing good. That is a that's a real manifestation of the verse of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in this context. Mm. And that's the beauty of we're the ones. We're the ones spreading human rights and democracy yeah. and nice things, but in reality, it's 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 the opposite. And more and more people are recognizing this now, yes, especially with the the defeat, or even just not the defeat, the the case itself at the ICJ, the International Court of Justice, yeah. by South Africa, who, by the way, have implemented some of these things because these are not just for Muslims. There's any any people, I think, even non-Muslim people that that take these means, they, they, they're bound to have some success. So South Africa, after apartheid, they managed to dismantle the, the, you know, the, 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 the European uh, racist colony of apartheid, South Africa. Yeah. And now, they, 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 since then, they've been learning about uh, and developing their country, developing their thinkers, their, their lawyers, their teachers. And now they, they've come to a point where they've used the master's tools to try and dismantle the master's house you know they've and they, that goes they, back to which one the, the second uh, yeah. wisdom right we're preparing a new generation yeah, like, yeah who would have thought 30 years ago that south africa itself an apartheid state at that time yeah that they would be actually the ones who will take another apartheid uh, government state yeah the last uh, remaining who, apartheid yeah, European strong. colony. Yeah. And th in doing so, they've exposed to the world now the the this evil and, and yeah. you know it's, uh, it's unfortunate unimaginable, that, you know, un unimaginable a year or two ago. Yeah, subhanAllah. It's unfortunate that you know it didn't get the support of you know our own Muslim countries and backing of it. But yeah. uh, that, I mean, it, it has unfortunate. now. It has now. But yeah, they didn't after, uh, yeah. After the After, boat's always already sailing, then yeah. people jump on. But Alhamdulillah, it's better than nothing. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. Uh, Alhamdulillah. And even then, it's it's you know it's sorting the 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 friend from the foe. Yeah. Uh, I think what was the ayah? Uh, oh, no. uh, or Allah min al Yeah, yeah. Allah he distinguishes between uh, the evil ones from the pure mm, ones. Yeah, and also Allah mentioned I forgot which I was uh, the Allah, so that Allah may make you know or make known who are the hypocrites. Mm. Yeah, yes, um, may Allah protect us from that. I mean, I mean, yeah. So I, I, you know, like what I was saying that. 
victory it may be delayed because these tyrants they are uh don a specific uh a specific front or they are having a specific front they're donning certain types of clothes the clothes of righteousness in yeah. order for them to get so many supporters but they're nothing uh short of wolves dressed in sheep clothing uh mm. so so these supporters these blind followers they are going to stand with them right with unwavering support um and mm. um they're going to um be pushing back against uh you know the oppressors who are actually the oppressed but what we are finding out um uh, is that every single day we find how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is exposing their lies and their deceit for the whole world to actually see and witness mm. and this is what the people of gaza have actually achieved they have actually exposed these wolves these tyrants to the world they have even exposed those who are using the palestinian issue to further their own agenda and their own cause they have exposed the west's false principle of international law the rule of law human rights and so on as only being applied against the weak and not against uh the ruling elite mm. or against the powerful ones or against themselves and this reminds me of the hadith uh of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in which and this is part of the tarbiyah of the new generation of the later generations and this is what the quran and the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam does to us right it constantly gives us that tarbiyah that we need so when we are put in a particular situation or when we come across a particular situation we would be able to correctly apply the tarbiyah lessons that we we've learned in that particular given situation so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said sayati ala nasi sanawatun khadda'at that years of treachery is going to come upon uh, the people mm. in which the liars they're going to be believed <laughs> and the uh the truthful one he is going to be belied or he is going to be denied and the khain the treacherous the treacherous person he's going to be trusted and the trustworthy individual he's going to be considered a traitor Allahu Akbar just look mm. at internet <laughs> no no we cannot uh, <laughs> uh, as a narrator you can say we're adding this part on and then we're then uh, then the internet will come and Gaza will show the world and highlight subhanallah yeah subhanallah you if you look at like Malcolm X is similar right he's like uh, just saying in his in his context you're saying look the press the newspapers rahimahullah he said they make you believe what was it the the oppressor to be the oppressor and the oppressed to be the oppressor 
Oh, subhanallah, I didn't know he said that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, if you're not careful, you're, you'll. Uh, he said, if you're not careful, the newspaper will, newspapers will have you thinking the oppressed is the oppressor and the oppressor is the oppressed. Yeah, subhanallah. So look at what uh, the issue of uh, Palestine has done. It has exposed this. It has, like, you have people who are saying, we are the oppressed. Yeah. And yet they are being treated as the oppressors. But I mean, now, alhamdulillah, this is one thing that in terms of a practical thing for um, us all to do. Yeah. We have to take this uh, as a duty upon ourselves. I always take Say, say to people and say, take as for myself as personal duty. Yeah. Anyone knows me knows I, I absolutely hate the whole kind of social media and all the, the surveillance capitalism logic is built upon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I say like 99.9% .9 of social media, just avoid it. But this is the point one percent. This is the time. Now you have a duty. If you're on those platforms, yes. you have an absolute duty. I would say it's haram for you to be on those platforms and not use your voice to accelerate this exposure of who the oppressors are, who the tyrants are, um, you know, give more volume to the voice, yeah. boost the signal of the Palestinian brothers and sisters, or anyone who's suffering anywhere uh, across the world unjustly. But in, in particular, what's happening now is, you know, if you're on any algorithmically controlled timeline, right, and you, you see something which is true, uh, which is important, don't just get angry and just scroll past. No, no. If you just scroll past it, you may, you know, internally like that, agree with it, but the platform, the algorithms will say, oh, this isn't that engaging. We'll just mm. show that to fewer and fewer people. But if you pause on it, just for a few seconds, even more, even better if you interact with it, you click it, you write a comment, you like, you go to the, and you watch the video, if it's a video, you share it, whatever. It will highlight that piece of content as, um, of higher engagement value. So it will show that piece of content to more and more people. And that's mm. how you make something you everyone everyone here can make something go viral. And yes, people are talking the, the narrative is changing when it comes to Palestine and Israel, not because the people in the in charge have, you know, have suddenly had a change of heart and they're you know, very nice and ethical people now. No, it's because that sound that noise has become too loud to ignore mm. and accidentally in spite of their best efforts it's become too loud and mainstream now so now they have to they're on the back foot the legacy media is on the back foot they're having to invite certain people they're having to do damage you know uh, reputation management for for being exposed now one of the one yeah. of the I mean, they've spent what billions of dollars just on these ads and social oh, yeah, media, yeah, absolutely. publishing yeah, yeah. articles, buying newspapers, even yeah. producing movies to make the Muslims, you know, uh, yeah. look so evil, bloodthirsty, and you know, war, uh, maniacs and yeah. things like that. But I think uh, that is over decades, even yes, decades. Yeah. They've been this, yeah. this, 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 and they've uh, undone yeah. that. They've undone. I mean, the Muslims, <laughs> we've undone all of that just in the past yeah. uh, three months, right? Four so months. everyone has a duty. We need to all be a part of that uh, 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 exposing mm. uh, of this genocide, uh, whether that's in terms of uh, what you said, uh, getting involved uh, in social media, uh, spending uh, a few more <laughs> seconds commenting, uh, liking if it's a likable thing, 
if, if it's mm. uh, telling our uh, narrative uh, or this thumbs down uh, if, if it's the opposite uh, yeah. you know uh, forwarding it to, to others um, so that way the al- uh, uh, algorithm can pick up on it you know you mentioned something to me before the podcast you said that uh, or maybe you were quoting someone else that uh, you know uh, the oppressors are telling you Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. I didn't see who it was. They said Israel is telling you what's happening. Yeah. But Palestinians are showing you what's happening. So you know, I yeah. I don't like to use that word because I just like to use a synonym. So I I just say the oppressors are telling you what yeah. is happening, and the Palestinians are showing you what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think if we use the synonym more often then you're just going to have you know every time you hear that word you're going to associate it with oppressors and oppression mm-hmm. and tyrants mm-hmm. right we need to make it uh, yeah. synonymous like that we need yeah. to ah, okay so this is what it means right and they would have to do a lot more than just ceasefire in order for that synonym to be undone yeah right yeah. just look at what the <clears throat> just look at what the muslims have done in the past 25 years just to undo the narrative that was being pushed out muslims equal terrorism right all of the community engagement and the talks and the conference and every, and 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 uh you know um speaking out against uh, injustice and terrorism and in uh, all of these things what mm. it did in the past 25 years we're able to say that we've actually undone that false narrative even though it wasn't a reflection of us yeah so imagine if it is a true reflection of yourself then how much even more you need to undo of the atrocities and everything mm. in order for this op- uh, the word oppressor not to be synonymous with yourself yeah, so, uh, yeah. that's you know that's me moving forward you know i've said that i'm not even going to mention that name. <laughs> i'm just i always feel it. like a bit annoyed anyway when everyone anyone even myself when i use that term yeah and when i use it online i always use it in quotation because it's actually a name of a prophet isn't it israel is the name of a, yaqub yeah, a nickname yes. yeah yeah a nickname as, as and and uh, you know yeah. unfortunately they they are the hijacking. Bani. Yeah, they're hijacking or they're using it in a uh, in a negative yeah. way. Um, but you know, I just wanted to go ahead and uh, you know what you've mentioned um, about getting involved. I think that's very mm. important. We also need to think long term. We need to look into our community. We need to see what is needed. Uh, instead of the usual of you know becoming someone in computer science or a doctor, for example, Good enough doctors we, and yeah. we could be journalists, and the Absolutely. and we have the journalists who are actually exposing what's happening in the front line. I was just uh, actually watching. that's why they uh, they're targeting them and their families in yes, Gaza, yeah, because they're the biggest threat to them. Getting out yes, this. Uh, there was one uh, journalist with uh, Al Jazeera who who had to leave crying, you know, from Gaza, and this was his first time ever leaving Gaza since he was born. I forgot his mm. name. I think his name was 
was it Muartaz? Yeah, M-O-A-T-I-Z, right? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name, but uh, I mean, I can quickly just yeah. look it up uh, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, he was, yeah, Muartaz. Yeah, very good. So he, uh, you know, he left and he was actually exposing the atrocities that were being mm. done. Like you said, they don't like those journalists. We need to look uh, within our community and find those entrepreneurs, those lawyers, in order for them to go ahead and take on these type of uh, cases uh, to the highest uh, you know, level of mm. courts mm. and uh, uh, economists, lawyers, educators, to, economic, yeah. to bring about that education, influent, uh, uh, you know, influential uh, speakers. Cultural we, producers. Uh, Poets, yeah. writers, yeah. Poets, filmmakers. You know, in the very beginning, we had a few yeah. uh, poets who came out with some very powerful uh, poetry. Um, and all of that, uh, Dr. Salman, all of that is actually a preparation for the Ummah for the ultimate victory. Mm. And I would say that one of the wisdoms of Allah delaying victory is so that he has a greater victory an ultimate victory okay so that's number four then yeah so number I'm one was that that's number four so number let me one try and uh, let me try and uh, see if i remember number one is uh, Allah Muhammad. Um, number one is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to prepare so a lack of preparation on your part is yeah. one of the conditions for Allah delaying victory number two tarbiyah to produce the future generations it takes time to to get to win the big, uh, you know, um, battles and wars, so to speak. Number three, to expose the tyrants and the, to for Allah to distinguish the, the the impure from the pure, the evil from the good, the friend from the foe. And number four is Allah delays victory because He wants you to have a bigger victory later on. Yeah. Just preparing so, you if for we look at, if we look at the seerah of the Prophet, وسلم, we look at all of the battles that happened the battle of Badr, the battle of Uhud, the battle of Al Hazab, the Confederates. All of these battles, the battle of Hunayn, uh, well, mm. actually, Hunayn happened after, but these were all a series of battles that eventually led up to the ultimate Fat victory, and mm. that was the conquest of Makkah. Even mm. the Treaty of Hudaybiyah which appeared to even some of the noble Sahaba as a loss, was actually, in fact, a prelude to the ultimate victory yeah, of the conquest of Makkah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in fact, called it a victory in which he said, Inna fatahna laka fatham fatham mubina. Mubina. Mm. It's a, man of, a manifest uh, victory. And so the conquest of Makkah, it happened after eight long years from the hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that hijrah uh, to Medina, it was filled with so many sacrifices, with constant struggle. Every month there were some skirmishes, battles, wars that were taking places. There was constant threat. It wasn't like the Prophet ﷺ, he migrated to, uh, to Medina and now he's living a comfortable life. Mm. So it was, uh, we could even say, even more 
he was tired after the hijrah but all of that tiredness it came with the ultimate victory and so the the plight of the people of gaza with their steadfastness their mm. uh, perseverance that's only but a series that was preceded by a long series of caravans of martyrs of shuhada a series of victories that took place in the previous years and decades it could be that if allah gave them victory right at the beginning 70 They're years not ago gonna have probably an appreciation for yeah. example right and it goes against the sunnah of allah even a businessman even a businessman he opens up a shop do you think he becomes a millionaire overnight or even after the first year or second year depends you how, how much he starts the, with <laughs> yeah no, even point. if he starts with a millionaire uh, even if he yeah. starts with a million uh, dollar company it's not going to make him millions if you look at all of the rich or the successful entrepreneurs mm. just look at them 30 years ago yeah yeah we don't need to mention any of their names but we all know that they all started from the basement of their garage they all started from somewhere very humble and mm. after toiling and putting in the hard work what happened now they are who they are right and of yeah. course that does not negate the qadr of allah that does not negate <coughs> for example the tawakkul that we as muslims we need to have upon you know our, uh, allah as al-razaq and all of that that's a part of it but a huge part is also that we need to put in the mm. sacrifice and the time so the previous shuhada they are the predecessors of the contemporary shuhada the previous victories they are just mm. a link in the chain of a greater victory yeah which yeah. is which is inevitable i it mean maybe 20 years ago 20 years ago uh, there was probably a few hundred people at a demonstration in london for example yeah and now there was a million yeah. you know same uh, like thing in, in dc December. in washington dc uh hundreds of thousands the, they said the biggest the biggest in history yeah. uh, in the history you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he pro he promises what i've started out with that the victory of allah for the oppressed is the sunnah of allah and it's so inevitable. i'm going to i'm going to end it with a verse of the quran and that is mm. allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he's saying inna lanansuru rusulana walladhina amanu fil hayati dunya wa yawma yaqum al-ashhad indeed verily no doubt we will support our messengers and those who believe alongside with them in this dunya and on the day of judgment mm -hmm. like it's not like uh okay you know we no 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 in this it's the sunnah of allah it's the promise of allah the victory of allah is so certain it's just a matter of us our iman is that a certainty in the victory of allah or is it mm. you know uh, full of doubt and i'll just give this example of ibn taymiyyah he said when he was fighting against the tatars and we know what the tatars did against the muslims right 
uh, he said that the victory of Allah is coming against the Tatars. So they said to him, say insha'Allah. <laughs> he refused to do so. Why? Mm. Because it's a certainty. Because it's a certainty that it is Allah who said he's going to bring about that victory. Mm. Right? So it's not something that is doubtful, but it was so certain. And him not saying inshallah was an affirmation of the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. And he said, and what did he say? He said, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he does not break his promise. In Allah la yukhliful mi'ad. Allah la yukhlifullahu wa'ada. That it is the promise of Allah. And Allah does not break his promise. Allah does not mm. go back on uh, his promise. But most people, mm. most people, they do not know. So what do we need to do? What we need to do is make sure that we are part of that link, that mm. chain. We don't want to be outside sitting on the sidelines. We want to be a part of that victory. You don't whatever, want to be whatever your ability is. Whatever yeah. we mentioned, right? So, uh, you know, exposing and doing that uh, things on social media, <coughs> you know, all the other the, the yeah. action points that we've mentioned. If you're a lawyer using your, you know, in, you skills, know, if you're someone you can who's write. influential, you can... even this podcast, mm. this is just 0.0001%, but it all it adds up. Imagine if you add a billion, two billion. Every Muslim, a Muslim who's doing a dua mm. in the mirror, he said, Oh, I have nothing else. No, I can't do anything. Dua. That is his contribution to mm. that chain. That, you know, when the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, you could say in your heart, Okay, alhamdulillah, I did something, even if it was. You boycotting mm, some of the mm. entities that are supporting oppression and the oppressors and so on, even if it is that, if yeah, that bro. is your capability, and for some people that is actually a jihad, they cannot, they're they're addicted. They're they can't addicted. get rid of their cook. <laughs> they can't get rid of that, you know, or you know, their coffee, their favorite yeah. coffee, and so on. That is and so they're sacrificing it. Uh, we have a so, good uh, good video. We'll link it uh, below. Ten things you can do for uh, Gaza right now. You know, yeah. practical things that we can all do. Yeah. Uh, alhamdulillah. But anyway, Zakma Khair Sheikh, we're reaching time for Salah now, so we have to wrap up. I just have a few very quick, uh, short, quick fire questions that we ask every guest. Uh, we try to ask every every time, I, uh, unless I forgot. Uh, Last time you asked me that, it yeah. was. <laughs> okay it's very simple it's very uh low uh low uh kind of uh controversy yeah it was made by someone else <laughs> name a recent book or audio book that you would recommend obviously not including uh, the quran. um i want to keep it a secret but since you asked me it's uh, i'm actually listening to it it's the 48 laws of power okay 48 laws of power yeah any good it's actually good. Oh, you recommend, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually good. I mean, uh, some of it, you know, uh, 
a lot of people can can benefit. It's not yeah. necessarily how you get into power, right? But it it can be applied in mm. whatever. So I'm actually listening to that. Uh, so you're giving away your secrets now. Yeah. <laughs> Second question: Which gadget, other than your phone, do you value the most? My tablet. Okay. Yeah. I was, <laughs> we just call that your big phone. <laughs> it's always, always with you. Yeah. You, you, you always Michelle. see me with this yeah, yeah. everywhere I go. <laughs> Yeah, mashallah. Any mashayikh that know uh, Sheikh Ali is always saying, how's he, you know, looking at calling it his uh, his giant, gigantic phone? Uh, which website or app would you encourage others to visit or download? Which, uh, website or app? I would say Islam Twenty One C. Good save, good save. Uh, I think we'll we'll have that. We'll let, we'll let that slide. Inshallah, because of time. Uh, final, final question. Finish this sentence. If our audience would remember only one thing from this podcast, it would be Tawakkul upon Allah. Tawakkul upon Allah. Zakna Khairan Sheikh for your time. Uh, streaming in all the way from uh, from New Jersey, USA, mashallah. Uh, Zakna Khairan. And Zakna Khairan to you, brothers and sisters watching at home. If you like this podcast, give a like and a share. Let us know in the comments um, what you feel, what you think, if you agree or disagree with anything. And um, if you want us back uh, with Sheikh uh, Dr. Ali Ahmed in the future, uh, any questions, any topics you'd like us to bring up with him next time. Until then, I've been your host, Salman Bhatt. Jazakum Khaira. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.